Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Hi, I'm Eric, also known as v 47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's morphin' time! Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. My laptop is just old as water, so it it's like the onboard microphone is horrible, and it just doesn't sound great. Old as water. That's a new one on me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. About childhood properties. Yes. Hello. There he is. Why did you get a new <laughs> Skype ID? Someone say something. Hello, Cam. Uh, why did you get a new I Skype know, ID? Hold on. Now you can't hear us. <laughs> Never happened on your old Skype ID. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, God. You didn't even hear that burn. You weren't even here for it. <laughs> you don't know. Microsoft Home or whatever it is wouldn't let me log in to mm-hmm. Skype. So. Microsoft, stop trying to integrate yourself even more into my life. Nobody <laughs> likes you. Don't I pay you enough? Keep your distance, Microsoft. Kevin. Where is Kevin? Previously on Power Ranger Command Power Hour. <laughs> crickets. Crickets. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. Tell me why. I was I was ready to go into it. Anyway, do it, man. It was a confidence. <laughs> no. That's weird because we heard you, so it was detecting an output of some kind. Yeah, we we could hear you, but apparently you couldn't hear us. Yeah, I couldn't hear you guys at Which all. Which was convenient because we were <laughs> talking you hard. Yeah, I could see you guys <laughs> laughing. But then again, Chris, it's just another, uh, just another, just another two. Friday night, baby. <laughs> <laughs> don't mind me. I'm just home all day, and don't check Twitter when I'm home all day. <laughs> That's good advice. <laughs> i should do more of not checking twitter all day all right it just makes me angry but go ahead all right let's go <laughs> why does he stay pants on for your show and then on mine just gets down to business? that's my secret cap i never have pants <laughs> especially during a pandemic it's right. more like it's a pandemic am i right that's that RR mind meld right there. Sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Ay, 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 ay. It's the Ranger Command Power Hour. Today on the Power Hour, episode 158, Rangers Review Beast Morphers, season two, episodes four through six, recorded on April 28th, 2020. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Summer Ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as TrekkieB47. I'm Chris, also known as Long's Toys. I'm Kevin, also known as Kyoto Zio 93 I'm Matt, also known as The Real Matt Hunt. This episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more about supporting Ranger Command Power Hour. Thanks to our $5 and above patrons, Chris P., Steve F., Doug F., AJW, Tyler W., Tyler B., Eric D., Jacob P., Steve M., Liz M., Craig M., Callum M., Mason M., Raheem Y., Derek G., and Teresa B. for supporting us this month. Whew. Hey, guys. 
I would say none of those people can afford a last name because they're all contributing to the Patreon. <laughs> oh man. Well, we've assembled you guys here. It's yeah. it's been a while. Yeah. yeah. I think it was Dino Charge the last time I was on. Dino Charge, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the the one hundredth episode, but oh it yeah, was like counts. a cameo. That's yeah. Right. It's so funny. I go running like every day and I have like a mix on my phone and sometimes my doing the jungle fury lines still comes up <laughs> and I'm like, I got to delete this from my phone. <laughs> he just likes to bask in how awesome he sounds. He's like, man, no, I'm I don't so want to hear in that performance. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear my voice. <laughs> How's everyone doing during this time? <laughs> <laughs> it's been interesting. I need a haircut. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. It's it's wild. I'm gonna look like Jared from Jungle Fury by the end of all this. <laughs> hey, not a bad look. Uh, at least it's that. not like it's at least it's not like season one evil Tommy with his mullet and all that. Oh gosh. <laughs> no one wants that. No. <laughs> I would pay money for a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm man. Right there with you, Matt, huh? <laughs> All right, so we've been mentioning a lot of Jungle Fury, and that's kind of a segue oh, no. into our first news item. I'm that. sorry. <laughs> I didn't intend this. I didn't do this on purpose. I understand. It's just one of your favorite seasons. Yeah, only, you know. Yeah. Well, we do have some sad news. Bruce Allpress, he played uh, Master Fant on Jungle Fury. He was also Aldo in Lord of the Rings. He passed away on April 23rd at the age of 89. And it's always sad when we lose someone who's acted in Power Rangers, especially if they've been a ranger. He was on seven episodes of Jungle Fury. I love that season. I know, Kevin, you love that season as well. It's probably my favorite season. Yeah. The Spirit Rangers were just so great. Mm -hmm. It was one of the few times we've had... um... Creativity? <laughs> I was gonna say, like, you know, our own not in Sentai Rangers, but yeah, creativity works at this point. <laughs> it's always sad to lose someone. So who knows? Maybe this month we'll do his intro episode for a Rangers commentary. I think that's a good way to honor his legacy. So rest in peace and we wish his family all the best. Amen. Yeah. Moving on. Lineage Studios has announced their latest uh, pin set. Uh, these are the Automorphin figure pins. They are created in honor of the massively popular toys of the 90s. Lineage Studios is proud to present our own line of Automorphin pins. Recreating the original form factors, proportions, and classic blister cards, no detail is lost in these tribute treasures. Collect them all. Standard helmeted versions available now and civilian head versions coming soon. And they're 20 bucks each for each Ranger. They do have a pack that you can get six for $100, so they'll knock like $20 off. So it's the figure, it's a blade blaster, and then their signature weapon all as pins. The backing card totally replicates the original packaging. I think they're cool, but I mean, it's not something I'm yeah. probably going to buy. But, you know, when they said automorphin and the packaging 
shows like the civilian head to me it's kind of like a missed opportunity like i thought one of the pins would be like the head portion that you could switch swap it out yeah Yeah. i think it's funny when you were reading that press release it said no detail unmissed or whatever it said no detail left behind detail is lost yeah i was like well there's one detail you lost and that was the auto morphing capability which is the whole point of the original toy and for 20 dollars a piece i could go back and buy that figure when they just reissued them right that's very true I just find it hilarious. It's like civilian head versions coming soon. And it's like you yeah. one one you totally missed the mark, and two you right. were totally milking this for all you can. And yeah, it's that's kind of they didn't miss the mark. They realized I can make them pay twice. That's the <laughs> mark I'm trying to hit. I mean, I pre-ordered the main six. I did that bundle pack, but like, well, I'm a pin collector. Like, I love doing. Like, these are ridiculous. I mean, I bought them, but they are ridiculous. (laughs) I was gonna say, I'm not gonna do the civilian head versions. One, because they don't look that good. Like, I don't. Mm. I mean, it'd be a cool thing to have, but like, no, I don't like them. I like the heads, the civilian heads. Like, this would be a cool thing to have on like my my shadow boards and stuff like that. But just, I'm not buying these twice. He said, being a Power Rangers collector, buying things (laughs) twice all the time. I thought it would have been cool if either like the head portion disconnects, like you know, keep that square because on the pin they have like the cutout for where it flipped on the original toy. So to me, that could have been like a whole piece that is like a separate pin that you could swap. And that's when they first initially announced this, that's what I thought it was going to be. And then I saw that bit about the separate versions and I'm like, that's a waste. It could have even been cool if they were on like some kind of like flip, like a little pin that would make it rotate. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely possible to do. Yeah. I've seen pins have like little or just spin the spokes or yeah. Or spin the head. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just think it's funny that you're like, no, I need five separate blade blaster pins. <laughs> <laughs> or you could have got rid of that and did the head thing. That would have been fine. Like, right. I don't need the blade blasters. If they would have done the pin and the head could actually change and then the signature weapon, I think that would have been neat. Like, okay, 20 bucks, that's a bit, but it's got head switching technology. I understand. Like, you know, there's something to it. This is, like you said, to me, it's just kind of a shameless cash grab. And it's, I don't know, just, I mean, I'm not a big pin guy anyway, so I'm not the one they need to impress, but. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, meh. Yeah, very easy pins for me. Yeah, I like Power Ranger pins too. I've, I've collected a bunch over the years, but I don't know, this kind of missed the mark for me, and mm-hmm. I, I'm sure it's fine for other people. And Lineage Studios are a good company. They've always been forefront about delays in shipping, and the quality's really good. Like, I have the Beast Morphers pins. I've got the Shadow Ranger pin. The quality is just fantastic when they do these. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. I'm not trying to dump on these guys at all. It's just, I guess, to me, it's like when I look (laughs) at those, like, Morpher ones they did where you could actually switch out the coins. Right. And then you go to something like this where it seems very phoned in. Like, that's what I feel like because they've done good in the past, I'm expecting more out of them. And these seem very phoned in. Like, yes, they're very detailed, which is nice. But also, it's just it's just a weird thing to pick for a pin. So (laughs) just kind of in general, like, I would rather they just do normal character pins like just if you're gonna do just a ranger in a suit just do the ranger in a suit in a cool pose and just make it look good yeah i don't need it to look like a weird old action figure i used to have you know what i mean like it's it's a weird choice i completely get what you're talking about yeah like i would have rather had them in like a cool action pose yeah and then they could still have their weapon or do more of the lapel pins like the shadow ranger one you were talking about like do more of those like i know there's a lot of characters people would like to see solaris knight maybe or korag wolf warrior 
Even yeah. Mighty Morphin Rangers they haven't done. I think it's time to get into the cufflink and t- uh, tie pin game because that's where they're really. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to desperately find a pair of Morpher uh, cufflinks like last year, and they just don't make them. See, missed opportunity. Come this on, Lenny. Free money, Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I already had all of my friends wear the power coins at my wedding. All my groomsmen. I would have totally had them wear power coin cufflinks at the wedding too. Come on now. And Lineage, he had like 14 groomsmen. I'm just I saying. <laughs> I did have a lot of groomsmen. That's $20 each for the uh, the helmeted versions and then $20 each for the civilian head versions. Not looking for Blade so. Blaster cufflinks, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. In comics news, Diamond Distributors targets May 20th for a comics distribution return. This was reported from Newsarama. They said that there was a strong letter to retailers on Tuesday morning. While we know that the pace and process of reopening stores will be different throughout the country, we have set a target on sale date of May 20th. May 20th is kind of like this placeholder date because I guess it's being backed by like a DC order. This is the same day that DC will be shipping out new comic books with new alternate distributors. So I guess Diamond wants to get ahead of that and, you know, kind of cut off these new distributors by coming back at the same time. That's what I think's going on. So basically their plan to hold everyone hostage is falling out from under them and they're trying to uh, continue the hostage situation, basically? Uh, essentially, yeah. <laughs> that they're like, wait, right. someone else is going to replace us because we're pouting? We took our ball and went home? That's not cool. in relation to power rangers we still don't have any word from boom studios about an updated comic schedule a little bit of a comics update for everyone so the day after we recorded boom studios announced their release schedule through june for the power ranger comics and the rest of their other titles So for Power Rangers, May 27th, Go-Go Power Rangers 31 and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Volume 11 come out. On June 10th, Go-Go Power Rangers 32 comes out. That is the final issue for Go-Go Power Rangers. On June 17th, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles issue 5, which is the final issue of that miniseries, is out. And then finally, on June 24th, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers 50, which is the end of Necessary Evil, is out. So there's the update. Although last Friday, they did have the president of Boom Studios kind of, you know, reassure their retailers and reinforce their messaging about we'll be there for you when everything kind of opens up and They understand that some people are opening up at different times, but they will be open whenever their day one is. That's reassuring, but I still have no idea when we're going to (laughs) finish Necessary Evil. Or Turtles. Like, they had to cut it off. It had yeah. to be, this all had to happen right when the good stuff was. There was like a ton of things I was reading that were all like last issue of a mini series. Like I think there was a He-Man one also, and there was mm-hmm. something else where I was just like four or five things that I was like, I just need one more. Why did this all sync <laughs> up at the same time? 
And then, in a little bit of Common Rider news, Toku Shoutsu has teased that Common Rider Kuga is coming to the service on Friday, May 1st. So, by the time you're listening to this episode, Kuga is out. Is Kuga xenophobic? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> I it took me a minute to even remember what you're talking about because I've already right. like blocked that from my mind that that happened. Oh, people were making fun of it on my on my Twitter timeline today. They're like, "Oh, Kuga's coming," and then they'll bring up the whole xenophobia thing, and I'm just like, "Oh my gosh, here Can we go, we drop it." <laughs> yeah, remember exactly. a day when we just watched children's cartoons and didn't feel the need to analyze the shit out of them? We just watched them for what they were. I miss right. those days. They were great days. Right? We say as we analyzed three different children's shows every Friday night. I I'm just like, I like it. Did you see him jump kick that dude? Explosions are badass. Like, that's yeah. how I analyze things. There's some people in the fandom that just, like, won't move on from certain things. Uh, I mean, Mighty Morphin's a clear example of that. <laughs> you know, or puberty. One of the other things that people don't move on. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. All right. So... <laughs> We're here to talk about Power Rangers Beast Morphers Season 2. As the time we record this, we're now at the dreaded hiatus that always happens this time of year. But we still have some episodes to review. So uh, we'll be reviewing episodes 4 through 6. I just want to get your guys' thoughts overall. How do you think Beast Morphers is right now? You can include the episodes up to the hiatus. Feelings about where the season is. I just Boring. haven't seen the uh, the final one, so whatever what just happened on Saturday is the only one I haven't seen yet. Oh, okay. For me, as just like a quick opinion, I definitely think it's better than Ninja Steel. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much that says because of my low opinion of Ninja Steel. Um, I like the characters a lot. I feel like, especially this season two, there hasn't been a lot of too much forward momentum with anything really outside of our core relationship, which is big right. for Power Rangers because we haven't really had a well-developed relationship in a long time. And I think they've done a, a good thing with that here. I just feel like the stakes this season haven't been too big, but I think I have to re-examine Beast Morphers when it's all said and done outside yeah. of having just watched Ninja Steel because I think that's making me favor it a lot more than maybe I should, if that makes sense. This season, I think we had a couple people comment on something similar when we get into our Ranger Nation answers, but it's that recency effect. You know, we came off of such a low for Super Ninja Steel that it seemed like almost anything would be better in comparison. And I feel a little bit the same way for some of these episodes that we'll be talking about, where it's like that gleam is kind of like wearing off now it's like yeah. give me something a little bit new to chew on we're out of the honeymoon period basically right kevin are you out of the honeymoon phase or what's going <laughs> on <laughs> congrats by the way <laughs> thank you thank you i just uh I, I find it so funny that my wedding happened and then i didn't know my wedding was a week before when lord zen and rita got married i did not plan that i promise you <laughs> um but i mean beast morphers is I think you hit the nail on the head. We're kind of out of that honeymoon phase and I'm just bored. Like I remember things like SWAT and dark wish when we got like our power ups, how mm. built up they were. And it was like, Oh, Hey, power up next week. And it's like, Oh, oh okay. The momentum's not there. I feel like this is a problem with a lot of super seasons too. Like we, we start off either really strong or really. Eh, and then the eh just continues or the eh comes back. 
Like, I, I remember with Dino Charge and um, Samurai, we were just kind of in this eh kind of period when the new season started. We're supposed to have these new stakes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And Beast Morphers has this, like, kind of cool thing where it could have ended on its own in season one and there was no real cliffhanger. And then when season two comes right. on, they could be piling on all this new stuff. And I'm just sitting here like, well, you know, it's a thing. I feel like we're falling back into those annoying Neo-Saban tropes because we still are technically in a Neo-Saban-esque season. Right. I'm over the whole Ben and Betty stuff. Uh, morals are getting pushed over what Power Rangers is kind of known for, and that's the action and, and, and the fun plots when it comes to certain seasons. So, I mean, I'm just kind of bored. And I haven't mm-hmm. been wanting to tune in every week, mainly because I don't have cable. But when I recorded at my parents' house, eventually when I go back and like rewatch them all, together like i'll be like oh okay maybe it's better maybe it's not but right now i'm just kind of like bored with it from what i have seen i kind of feel the same way usually there's been seasons in the past where i'm excited to keep up with the show Mm -hmm. and dino charge was that for me yeah the first season of dino charge i was like oh man i can't wait gotta watch this and even like towards the tail end of Beast Morphers season one and this season, like, I watched the premiere for this second season. I watched the next one and then I'm fine going a couple weeks not watching it and then catching up later. Right. And that's on me, but it's definitely the point where boredom is, is a good word for it. It's just, it feels like nothing's really happening. Mm-hmm. And we've had such hype with the team up and all that stuff well when we found out the team up was coming in the fall it's like then why did you even push why'd you tell us about it yeah at san diego comic-con last year at least with ninja steel they didn't let us real like we really didn't see anything until maybe two or three weeks before at morphicon you know and everyone got hyped in that room and was so excited for like the two seconds of footage we saw of the team up and now that we've seen a good bit, whether it be through like leaks or through the actual previews, it's kind of like, okay, I just kind of want to get to this team up, see if they do it justice or not, see Jason mm-hmm. come back and do his brooding Jason-ness, and then let's get to the finale, and let's get let's get on with the Hasbro stuff, and hopefully, I don't know, considering the sides that came out recently for season 28 with a comedic relief, I don't know if we're actually heading into something, or if that's just placeholder or what but i just want to kind of move on and get into this new era of power rangers but i feel like we're still stuck in the same rut we've been in since <laughs> since megaforce honestly were you so tired <laughs> <laughs> now matt i i actually want to um go to you for one second because sure. as we record this today you're on a podcast uh the nothing podcast with nobody important yes and you had Jason Bischoff on there. We did, and it was a blast. He is such a fun person to talk to. Yeah, and we'll link that into our show notes. Appreciated. Definitely want people to listen to that one, because there's not just some good insight about Power Rangers, but just overall the type of jobs that Jason's been in, and it's interesting. Yeah, he is truly, I mean, he probably will never uh, call himself this, but he is definitely an ascended fan. He is right. a fanboy that happened to just, be in the right place, right time, uh, right education to get a job and something that he loved. So it was a great conversation. The reason I bring that up was because he talked a little bit about, like he teased a little bit about Beast Morphers. Yeah. And you could tell he was excited for what's coming. So he definitely 
is looking forward to the team up. When I have talked to him in person before, he's always demonstrated that he really, really likes tying together pieces of lore. And, mm-hmm. you know, Ghost, uh, Ghostbusters, uh, Beast Morphers is his baby in a lot of ways and his team. Um, it's sort of their last love letter to the fans um, mm-hmm. on what they worked on. And I think there are a lot of things in, in the season that are really cool Easter eggs. Yeah, and I've I've noticed Easter eggs throughout this first half of, of this season. I think there's a lot of that that we have coming. I think the issue is there's probably a lot of production interference from people who are not necessarily fans more on the business side and that's why we're in kind of this weird like we don't really know what we're watching right now it's not (laughs) it's not i wouldn't i would never call beast morphers bad it's not bad because i you know i can watch it and and enjoy it but it's very malaise is a a word that comes to mind for a lot Mm. of the, the episodes um but definitely jason uh hinted that there's a lot of things for fans coming in the season uh in the next couple episodes and he made it sound like it's more than just the team up so i'm wondering how they tie everything together yeah. for the seasons going forward how far in advance they were planning because i don't know anything um i'll say that right now i i just think it's very interesting that they went with ryu Sol- soldier and they're keeping the dinosaur team up for the end of the season I think there's a lot of cool mm. things that they could have done if they knew ahead that that was happening. We're never going to know, probably one way or another, whether things sure. are planned or not. But it would be cool if they did some kind of uh, tie-in. I'm excited to see those moments as a, as a fan, but I'm also kind of dreading the eight or so episodes that we have to kind of meander through <laughs> to get to those things. But definitely, yeah, check out our interview with him. He was a great sport. We're very uh, off the cuff and kind of just having fun talking about people's uh, careers. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. I listened to it this morning. So definitely all of our listeners should check that out. That's what I kind of wanted to bring up. It's like, it seems we're even this like first half pre hiatus, we're still kind of in this episodic limbo where it's like, okay, I just want more to happen. Yeah, I guess it's odd too, because the premiere of Beast Morphers season one, I felt was a really, really well handled premiere. Mm-hmm. You established the characters. It was a, it was a bit of a send up to MMPR, but it was its own thing. It felt new. It felt different, but it also connected to the lore of the overall seasons going before. Compare it to like season two's premiere and leading up to these episodes. There's not a lot happening with the characters. We had um, character development for all the characters, including the villains last season, and now we're kind of just in a state of. The villains can get destroyed and then get brought back to life. And it really doesn't matter that they're getting destroyed. And mostly uh, robo peoples that I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, ro- robo blazing. Yeah, and yeah. I know you have it in the, in the show notes, but it does actually really bother me that human blazing Roxy are nowhere to be found. As a screenwriter, you had them in the in the premiere, I think, of season two get kidnapped. If you had no like place for them to do anything this season... I would have just let them be kidnapped. Right. And then, you know, then you have an explanation of why you are not showing them week to week. Because they they could be helping in some capacity. Like, we've had non-Ranger allies help before. Right. And that was something where towards the end of this season, and it was kind of like kind of jumping ahead past the this group of episodes that we're focusing on. But in the like kind of mid season hiatus finale, the rule was dropped where, you know, the Rangers don't have to be, you know, they can be in a relationship and it won't affect their status. 
And I was like, cool, so what about Blaze and Roxy? It seems like from the start of the season, like they're not even in grid battle force anymore. When the season ended, they were in just the standard employee jumpsuits. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what happened there? And that's why, like, I like the first chunk, like episodes one through three. I like that more than this chunk of episodes that we're reviewing because, like, they were there. It seemed like, oh, man, that's a potential for some good storytelling. Like, yeah, it is creepy that they got scanned and now they have robo clones out there. I want to see their reaction to that. I want to see... How do they feel about that happened to them? You know what I mean? Right. Well, and it would be cool if there was some kind of like B squad, not B squad necessarily, but just kind of like if they go <laughs> to like, like if they go to like a, the site of a you know an, a monster attack, and they could like turn to them and say like help get people out of here while we fight the monster or something. Like it would be cool to have them be as part of like a, like a ground force or something. Do you know what I mean? Like like a right. like a deployment that they could have, so that way they're not rangers, but they're still assisting. Because they can still fight because they were trained as rangers, but they just can't morph. So, like, to see them in some capacity would have been neat. I think it's just once they colored their hair, they're like, well, we're not going to take that out each time. Once we we want you to play the other characters, we're not going to keep dyeing your hair back and forth. So once they did the hair coloring, that was the end of it. I I wouldn't be surprised. The other thing that bothers me. No, I wouldn't either. The other thing that bothers me about that is from a story perspective, Nate seems to be able to just make these powers without any limit which is fine because he's tapping into the morphing grid which has done ridiculous stuff over the years so that's fine but then the question is you have blaze and roxy who are now good why wouldn't you make them you know why wouldn't you add to your forces when you know that the the bad guys are still out there they can even use the suits they used last time because they're not being used by the villains currently right Right. what yeah it, it could be like look you're already essentially tied to these powers somehow like even though your avatars was destroyed. Their energy is still in the morphing grid now, but now yeah. we can turn that into a force for good. Or say something like you were connected, like they took from you to make the avatars, but the connection goes both ways. So now yeah. you can, you can, there's traces left behind when they scanned you. So we can use that to pull the powers from the avatars that are, you know, they could come up with something. They're already filming so much original footage for this show anyway. So why not do that? Yeah, it'd be really neat. Yeah. Even if it's just, like I said, in just kind of a secondary, like, help them out capacity, some kind of crowd control or something. And I'd be fine with that. Like, if if it was some kind of, like, Silver Guardian situation, put them into the security outfits that we've already seen in Grid Battle Force and have them just be elevated to, like, a commander status and help them out on the field. Yeah, exactly. And it's so unfortunate because I think I personally think Leanna and Colby are the strongest actors. Yes. Oh, they're they're fantastic. Leanna always steals like her the scene and her she the, the just even watching her in the first couple episodes back in season 1 go from really upset to uh, evil, you know. I just mm-hmm. I, such a dynamic actress. Same thing with Colby. I mean, we didn't really see that as much because he was kind of a jerk and then he was still a jerk as Blaze, you know, <laughs> or or evil Blaze, but it's still one of those things where it's like, do you have some really dynamic actors here and you're not mm-hmm. using them? 
to their fullest potential. Having them interact with themselves would be so cool to see, like, or having them, you know, portray a good guy and a bad guy at the same time would be really cool. You had that at the beginning. And I, I think everybody was really excited to see that. And then it's like, oh, they're they're gone now. You know, Robbie's girlfriend that he just really cares about so much that he had to defy his mother's orders back at the end of season one just isn't around. But he, but, <laughs> She's but still he, waiting he, at that picnic. He hasn't gotten back. <laughs> yet. But he can but he can spend his time painting a mural. It's OK. Yeah, that's why I don't want this to be like another season of missed opportunities like we've had so much lately and we've had too many of them and it's for a show as long as thick in uh in lore and timeless as power rangers i don't feel like we should have so many bad seasons or mess seasons in a row you know every now and again i get it you know you're gonna Mm -hmm. have your l's but at the same time it's like come on we gotta kick it up another gear or something like that gotta kick it into overdrive <laughs> i think they just found a formula and they just plug it in yeah. and they just go through the motions and it's and they're there. fine with their 0.39 million instead of the, the yeah, like over yeah. a million well the thing is the other thing is it's hard to find places for these shows anymore because not to be mean but kids don't like the same stuff their just attention span in general is very short yeah. they want the same four shows like it Nickelodeon is just SpongeBob channel. They might as well just rename it. SpongeBob and Harvey Danger, but now Harvey Danger with Power Rangers. Well, Harvey Danger is for the older kid there. That's the little bit after dark. Harvey Danger gets a little risque, you know. (laughs) Harvey Danger might, like, glance at a girl and show interest. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, Cartoon Network is like, it used to be Adventure Time. Now it's Teen Titans Go. Do they even have any cartoons other than Teen Titans Go on Cartoon Network anymore? It's really just like every one of these kids' channels has like three shows that they just cycle through Mm because apparently kids can't like other shows. I mean, this is a bit of an off-topic rant, but I see it all the time on Cartoon Network with licensed shows. Mega Man, Transformers, they get given the like Saturday morning at 6.30 a.m. time slot. Oh, yeah, kids are up then. I'm like, no, they're not. No one's up then. No one in the world is <laughs> I up would, then. I would even argue with today's society, kids aren't even up at 8 o'clock. You know? And if like, they are, they're in their room on their phone or their tablet. They're not downstairs. You know what I mean? Like I would assume right. they probably don't leave their room right away when they wake up like most of us wouldn't want to if we could. But I'll tell you as a quote-unquote diehard fan – even I'm not getting up at 7 a.m. on a Saturday morning to watch Beast Morphers, no, even if it's good. Like, I'll do that for the team up, sure. Oh, but, yeah. you know, g- going late on a Friday night editing a podcast and then, like, pulling myself, you know, out of bed at 7 a.m. to go, like, I'm going to watch Beast Morphers, not my great idea of a time, especially <laughs> when it's kind of, like, in this, like, eh, it's all right, like... I'll watch it when I'm awake. <laughs> and it's I mean, that's the thing. Like, with DVR, there's no reason to right. have to get up that early. I don't know if it hurts the ratings or whatever. The other thing is, it's it's preceded and flanked by, like, it's got SpongeBob. SpongeBob. My recording gets at the end of a SpongeBob, and then it goes into another SpongeBob. <laughs> and it's, like, it's like, oh, I'm sorry I had to stop your 17-hour SpongeBob marathon to squeeze Power Rangers in for me. Like... If you obviously don't care, why don't you just put it back at noon when it was? Because I can watch it then. It, kind of like what you were saying, Eric. Like sometimes we're uh, like on the after show of RRR, we're up till every every Saturday or every Friday <laughs> at uh, 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Um, we're um, 
we're up till sometimes two, three, four, five a.m. Well, Josh and Corey are up till five a.m. But like Chris and I are up till sometimes three, four a.m. There's no way in hell I'm getting up in three hours oh, no. to watch Beast Morphers. Sorry, I'll watch. I'll, I'll wait and watch it at my parents' house, or I'll just wait until that Power Rangers channel uploads a bunch of clips and I get the gist of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. When it first started, and I was like excited. I still didn't get up at eight, but I was like, oh, I'm going to watch it as soon as I wake up. And now I'm like, oh, it's Friday. I need to watch that for the show. Like, I have to quick watch it before I forget. It's just, <laughs> it's not the same. The excitement's just not, not that I hate it, but it's just very, Meh. To, to steal a term, aggressively mediocre. Yeah. So uh, before we keep like ranting about what could have been, uh, let's dive a little bit into these specific episodes. So Artist Anonymous. So Ravi secretly repaints a local art mural, but a strange artist arrives and claims the work as his own. Written by Allendale, Becca Barnes, and uh, Johnny Hartman, directed by Simon Bennett. Just some notes. This is the first episode. Commander Shaw is shown out of uniform. And I liked in Ranger Wiki because every note for every show, it's like, Human Blaze and Roxy don't appear in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> A.K.A. Season 2 of Beast Morphers. They also noted, and I didn't catch this, but the surfer that Ravi paints on the mural kind of resembles Tori Hansen from Ninja Storm. Oh, that I have to go back and look. Yeah, I'd have to, too. And I noticed it when I, because I, I did a rewatch tonight, and I noticed it, like, the swimsuit that the surfer's wearing has, like, the light blue color. And at the end of this episode, Commander Shaw approves of Ravi's passion. Smash foreshadows this at the end of Gorilla Art. And that's kind of like my problem with this episode. Not problem. Like, I'm glad that... Eric's like, I hate a supportive mother. It is trash and I want no. that. <laughs> no, no. Because this is one of the ones I watched while it was airing and I live tweeted it. And I was like... I really hope that they deal with this whole art thing, like him lying to his mother. And sure enough, they did, because I never want it to be an issue ever again. Like, this felt like such a season one problem. And it shows the growth, especially this season. Like, Commander Shaw is opening up more to them as rangers and their personal lives. So I guess that's the start of the thread. But it just felt like, man, we're dealing with his art again. <laughs> well, if it's one thing I've learned thing. from rewatching Dino Thunder recently, it's that Power Ranger parents do not approve of their kids becoming artists. <laughs> this is true. I know, and I hate no, it. <laughs> it was no good for Trent, and it's no good for us. <laughs> it's weird because of, of that fact. It shouldn't be such a big deal that he likes art. He's not saying that he's going to quit being a Power Ranger or quit uh, Grid Battle Force to go be an artist. He just likes to draw and paint. What mother would have a problem with their son having a hobby that isn't impacting his career? I don't. Next he's going to grow I his hair get... long and start making all right. his clothes out it's of hemp. Be... <laughs> right, 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 right. No, but that, that's my issue. It's not like the art never really seemed to get in the way of him being a Power Ranger. So right. why would it be an issue for her? And it's not because they solved it in this episode. Kind of going back to what Chris was saying about Dino Thunder. It's not like early on when Connor was like struggling to be a ranger and keeping up his soccer, you know, career. Right. You know, this is a, hey, I like to do this on the side, but I have to hide it from my mother for some reason because she's not going to approve of it. I, I, I don't know. Well, it's just I think early on he wanted to hide the fact that he was painting his coma girlfriend because that's just creepy no matter how good of an artist you are. <laughs> 
But I think he said at some point, he's like, my mom thinks it's a waste of time. And I was like, I don't know. I just, I feel like these 50s parents don't really exist anymore. Like, I feel like <laughs> in a modern society, like any person is like, look, mom, I can draw. They'd be like, oh, that's nice, sweetie. Okay, go clean your room or whatever. Like, it's not one of those things that's like, oh, well, no kid of mine's going to be an artist. Like, well, I'm glad that when it, when it did come up in this episode, it wasn't the fact that she was mad that he was an artist. It's the fact that he lied to her. Right. And I, I'm glad it was that and not like the fifties mom attitude. He was just so like concerned, wrapped up in his head. Like, Oh man, my mom as a militant commander of this base really isn't going to let me do this time wasting thing. And so it was more of his fear than anything. Like his mom is still his mom. She's going to approve what he does anyway. Yeah. She's gonna still going to be proud of him. And so I'm glad that's the route that they took and not like, well, this is a complete waste of time of your ranger duties. Yeah, I think it's just another, honestly, when you think about it, it boils down to, it's just a common TV trope. Like we've seen it, you know, yeah. you have like a military dad and the kid wants to not go into the military or whatever. You know, I've seen it on Saved by the Bell. I've seen it on a hundred different shows. Like <laughs> this is just a TV trope that they just parade out. You know, you pull it from the staple of like, 17 TV tropes that have been done on every, you know, half yeah. hour television show. So this is just another way to work it in, but it is definitely like he built it up in his head more than it actually would turn out to be. Sometimes people just freak out about stuff. They don't need to. And then they really hit the nail over the head with, even in the first part of the episode where he lied like straight out to um, Nate and Steele, And then I'm I'm actually glad that Nate kind of called him out on it. We already know you're an artist, so why are you lying about it? <laughs> yeah. I did like that. And I'm like, Nate, that's a good point. Why does this episode exist? <laughs> <laughs> if only Nate was writing the season, we'd, we'd be a lot further along. It's like, didn't we shoot this down in the writer's room? No. We <laughs> All right, I guess we're doing this. So overall, it was okay. The one highlight, though, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. Kelson Henderson, as the French artist, like the over-the-top French artist, <laughs> yeah, that was, pretty cool. was the best. <laughs> Just keep, there's one thing they need to keep when they move into you know, the actual Hasbro era, it's Kelson. Like he just needs to permanently stay on doing something because he is always a treat to watch because he's such a diverse actor. Yeah, he's just fun. You can't go wrong. Yeah. I also find it very weird, especially after the episode that aired this past weekend. But we, we kind of had this thing in season one where we had have these interesting kind of uh, well, not not interesting, but we had these character developments for Rangers and they're keeping them secret. And now in the beginning of season two, we're bringing them to a head and it all gets resolved in one episode. And it's kind of like, I don't know, it's not so thrilling when it's the same thing twice within, you know, a five episodes of each other. Because, like, we just had the thing, and I won't go too much into it, but we just had the thing with True. with Zoe and, and, um, and Nate. And they made, that, they made it seem like it was going to be, like, something that they kept in secret for the longest time. But this is the first time we've touched on it since they admitted their feelings for each other. So it's like one of those things like the, it's it's a writing thing, but it's like, oh, we're going to we're going to bring we're going to start it in season one and then we're going to finish it off in the beginning of season two. And I don't remember them doing this a lot in in previous seasons. I'd probably have to go back and watch it, but I am not a fan of it because I feel like it's just wasted potential. If this had been developing over several episodes, that'd be one thing. Right. But it feels like we and this is Power Rangers in general lately. We pick something up. We're like, ooh, look at this. We're going to give you something cool. And then we don't touch it again until it gets resolved. 
either the next season or a couple episodes later. And then it's like, oh, well, that was all for nothing. So and I'm just kind of over it. Like like we said, like none of this was really exciting. So it's just like, eh, well, you know, it's there's a lot of plot holes. There's a lot of whole, like just crazy things that just don't make sense. And I'm not really a fan of how they're doing it. I know it seems like one of the big things that they're trying to avoid is that kind of that overarching plot. You know, it's something that <laughs> no, I just, I, but I just find I it just funny remember... considering what we've gotten in the past. You know, we've had three, four, five parter episodes, and now we barely get two parters. You know, right? Trust me, I was surprised when even when they even started this season, like last time on Power Rangers Beast Morphers, I was like, "Whoa, you guys are doing that? Like, cool." <laughs> no, it was the Mars again. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I. I just remember when, like, you know, Chip Lynn was talking at Power Morphicon and that talk about they they really don't like to do that long form type of storytelling. It has to be more episodic. And so that's the problem. Like you get you get that plot point in season one, no mention of it in the middle and then ends in season two because, oh, snap, this is the second season. Chip saying that is the biggest oxymoron ever, considering he wrote in space. And that is the most overarching thing ever in Power Rangers. It is, and, it is it's something it's, that you cannot just before. jump into. It, it plays to kids' attention spans oh, now. And they I, don't I care. Agree. They don't I want, agree. oh, I had to watch something else. No, I want something loud and colorful in my face for 10 minutes and I'm moving on. My issue with that uh, in general is that you can be episodic and still be entertaining. Like right. you, you can if you leave out these these plot points that you're just gonna bring up whenever you feel like bringing up, you could just make the episode about the characters, and not the overarching plot, and still have it be entertaining and right. mean something in the in the overall. It's just that it's not gonna build up to anything. But at least you're not setting the fans up for expecting something to be be built up, and and then having it not. And it doesn't take a lot of effort either. Like it could just be little things like Nate getting Zoe, like picking her up dinner or something and just saying, or, you know, Zoe picking up Nate when dinner, when he's like working late in the lab, just little things like that. Like I thought you were going to say just uh, Zoe picking up Nate. Cause he's so tiny. She's just <laughs> carrying him around. <laughs> Come on, buddy. We're going to the movies. <laughs> but, but no, like little things like that, where, you know, she may be doing it under the guise of friendship, but you know, we know that they like each other. So just keep showing yeah. that. I mean, you don't they have do, to completely drop it. They do little things. Like I remember there was an episode where he was playing with that giant bow and he didn't really say anything about it. He's just like, Oh, uh, you know, I'm testing this thing. And then he put it down and then they went off and did something else. And then like an episode or two later, he's like, Oh, I have this bow I've been working on let's put a lion head on the top of it and do some other stuff. So like, I appreciate that. That was even the, like at this point, that's how thirsty I am for just the tiniest little breadcrumb or something to just be like, Hey, I saw him working on that a couple episodes ago. And now it's a thing over here. Like, and it's, it was something they're good at doing that visually because I remember in the first season, you know, they had that, uh, cart roll by with steel's unfinished yep. head on it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so they're good at doing those things like visually, but that's more of like a props direction thing. That's mm-hmm. not a writing thing. No, I want right. it on yeah, the yeah. writing side. And it's funny you say that, Chris, because they've done that for every like minor weapon nerf toy that we're going to get this year. But <laughs> the one thing that they should have been doing it for, and, and this leads into the next episode, is Beast X mode. 
But they were just like, oh, hey, we have this thing. And that's something I feel like you would have been developing over time. Like, even in, from a writing standpoint, you could you could say, uh, like, you could have uh, the Rangers, um, you know, fighting a monster and they need the Zords, but they can't get the Beast Bots right away. And they're like, where are they? And then all of a sudden they run out and they said, sorry, we were working on something with Nate, you know, something very right. simple like that. And then that leads, oh, this is what we've been working on. It's a new armor mode for you guys, you know, but I don't know. But at least with that, like, it came out of him getting absorbed into the monster, and then he said, well, I found a way to get him out of the monster, and while I was doing that, that made me think of something else. So, like, at least that was somewhat tied to... Yeah, that's true. Like, that's why yeah. that's what's happening that way. I but think I mean, they do little things, like they brought Megan back, you know what I mean? And again, that's not necessarily what we're talking about here, but Maybe. they do do some things to form some kind of continuity. It just could be better. Better executed. Yeah, yeah, less stupid things with Ben and Betty and more <laughs> writing actual stuff. And it's a shame because I do like the, the – I think the actors are fun. I think they could be used for something so much better. And I feel like in the beginning they tried a little bit more, and now they're just like, we're really just phoning this in at this point. Like, I wonder if, like, as the, the, the ratings go down – Maybe there's budget cuts or something, and so like they just phone it in harder and harder. I really don't know. <laughs> but I do feel like those characters were more interesting in the beginning. There were even a few times where they did something constructive and helped and and saved civilians. Or And now it's a cartoon. Found a monster. Yeah, like, oh, we, we found him. He's over here. Go fight him. Like, even that is something. They're, they're providing some kind of help. Maybe some kind the, of service. Maybe the Nickelodeon executives are confused and all they see in Power Rangers are the Ben and Betty scenes and they're like, oh, this is just live action SpongeBob. Okay, just put that on at eight o'clock in the morning. That way we get it out there. <laughs> That's kind of been like a degradation of their character because in this, I liked them in season one. You know, sure, they still had their goofy antics, but they were contributing. Like they were still part of it. And here, like in this particular episode with uh, Artist Anonymous, she's swinging on a pole in like wacky Looney Tune style, yeah, and is I stuck came up in there. like a wrecking ball. <laughs> 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 and it's just if you're gonna do that, you could have saved that scene for someone else. Like, give me a human blazing Roxy scene instead. Yeah. And there's another episode, the Blame Game, episode six. It opens with them playing in the park. Perfect time where Blaze and Roxy could have been there. Like they're it's, still friends with them. It's yeah, not exactly. like it's, it's not like they shunned them off. You're not part of Grid Battle for, Force <laughs> anymore, so you're not my friend. It's like they have a quota to meet of like certain character types, but then they realize that they can't pay all the characters or actors to be on set at the same time. So they just like shuffle things around. And I think Beast Morpher suffers from having too many characters at this point because you have. All five rangers, you have the commander, you have the Devin's dad, and then you've got Blaze and Roxy, both human and robot, and you've got Ben and Betty, and you've got their dad. And I just feel like we're suffering. Cause like, I hey, think let's not forget console operator number one. She's been in quite a few episodes. You mean Joanne? Right? Yeah. Get it right. Yeah, she she needs her own. It was, she needs her own episode about her. Blaze and Roxy need an episode about them before Miss Nobody in the background needs an episode about her. I'm sorry, but like that's and, Dude, there and, but, are. I would love an episode like Power Rangers would never do this, but like this is something you'd see like maybe like on Buffy or something where it's like a whole episode where it's like Joanne wakes up at her apartment. She's running late. She's having a bad day. She runs to get coffee. There's a long line. She spills it or something. Maybe, you know, in the background, 
like the Rangers are fighting a monster and she's like trying to hit the right buttons or something like that's something that like I think Buffy did an episode with Xander like that I forget what it's called but Doctor something like that would be so fun and they'll never do it I actually tweeted about that I said because Star Trek did this lower decks episode okay and they they did one in Voyager too where it focused on like minor Starfleet officers serving on the ship and getting caught up in the bigger story. And I was like, I would love to see Power Rangers do like a lower decks type episode where they focus on like a core of these background characters who we've seen once or twice. And they're the main characters for an episode. Like, like somehow there's a situation and, you know, Joanne has to team up with, Corey or whatever the heck his name was in uh, episode six blame game. The guy who works the door you're talking about. Yeah. The guy who didn't check the box, Eric, the the non box (laughs) checker. But yeah, even if there's like, she has to go down to like a hangar or something and you know, they have to deploy the Zords, but the the monster attacked the door and the door mechanism jammed and the the Zords can't deploy. And she's got to go down there and find some kind of saving the day. Right. And, underappreciated nobody knows it even happened but she knows without her these zords weren't getting out there to fight the monster and maybe you have some kind of drama where she has to access something and there's rubble and she's you know opens the switch and the door gets out and the zord hits the monster right before it demolishes a hospital or something you could play with this i mean i wrote that in five seconds it's already more interesting than most of the that's happened on the show (laughs) part of my cursing but you know what i'm saying like something like that would be so fun and they'll just never do it because it's just plug and play at this point yeah so episode five cruising for a bruise and devon discovers that cruz has some skills that will help the rangers in battle and pushes him to join the team uh this is the debut of beast x mode and the beast x visor and First, I gotta say, I love that they gave him the wheel blasters from Go Busters that the figure arts figure has. Like, I thought that was awesome. <laughs> I love that. It's like the thing on the Hasbro toy that's permanently bolted to his forearm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I like the B-Spots. I wish we got more of them. I wish the writers liked the B-Spots. Yeah. But, you know, that may go to Kevin's point about too many characters. and them just not knowing what to do with them because the beast the beast spots technically are you know three more characters that you have to add to that mix mm-hmm. but i love when they do get a chance to shine and so for the most part i i enjoyed this episode but there wasn't that build up and i know they were on the fly and they were trying to figure things out and come up with a solution but it was kind of a mix for me because i like that they were able to do this armor. I think that's one of the best modes. Um, I love that in go busters and the fight is so epic. Like I love that transformation. I love that concept of them using the armor. It looks great, but it was just some of the execution of this episode for me. Like I like and dislike that Devin was the one that came up with the idea. I like it from a leadership standpoint, but not from a technical one. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it seemed like he came up out of that out of nowhere. Like, oh, can't we just use the digitize the B spots? Like, he doesn't even know that that's possible. <laughs> Look, he won a video game championship, Eric. I don't know what you want. Okay, <laughs> obviously, all video game computer things are the same. So, come on, right? I mean, at least with Nate, you can make that like, oh, hey, you know, maybe we could take the technology that we had from your um, 
your fury mode and then, you know, uh, use it across, you know, the B spots and, and, and kind of incorporate that. Into oh, it. yeah, that's that's what I was talking about, because in season one, when we saw all those pictures of like fury mode and I'm like, oh, cool, that looks like a prototype, you know, beast X mode or whatever. And they didn't do that. Nope. And the connection was there. Like it looked, they, they intentionally made it look similar to beast X red mode. And they didn't make that logic. So this episode on its own, like if you didn't have the fury mode, you would have thought, okay, well, that's just another cool mode that Nate came, came up with. But all of us were like theorizing when that fury mode came out that it was like, oh man, that is so much the prototype for what beast X mode is going to be. And they didn't do it. Yeah. It's like the writers for season two didn't get to see season one. You could say that about a lot of me. They're the same writers. I don't know that they are. (laughs) No, I was going to say, because I just thought about something else. This is completely random, but like, remember the whole, like dogs make him freeze or she eats carrots. When did the last time anyone ever mentioned that? I mean, he uses his gorilla strength every once in a while, but he doesn't like overheat anymore. We did see him overheat in the last couple episodes. Did we? I don't remember. Maybe I fell asleep. That's very possible. He overheated once. I don't yeah. think we've seen Devin freeze up the entire season two. I could be. No. I could be. That's broke. what I'm saying. They don't the carrots thing. All that like that was like they they introduce these things and then they just go away and they're never talked about ever again. It's sad. At least in Go Busters, like they weren't driving that point home all the time, but you know it was still in the background. Like it happened occasionally enough where it's like, yeah, that's still a weakness that they have. I actually I have a theory about at least for Devin. I think the writers back themselves into a corner because in GoBusters it's a chicken, and you don't stumble across chickens all that often in your day to day life, but you right. do stumble at- across dogs in your day to day life. So I just think they kind of didn't want to do chickens, and then they did dogs, and they can't really address that because he's going to come into contact with dogs every day. People have dogs. I mean, I did give them credit at the time because they're like, "Oh, he's got cheetah DNA, so he's a cat." cats are afraid yeah. of dogs i was like well that's a smart instead of doing chicken which makes no sense whatsoever i don't even know where yeah. that came from for go busters but i, I was like oh you're don't kind you of know doing it like are deathly afraid of chickens <laughs> they're eating those <laughs> chicken. Common didn't he fall into like a chicken like coop or something and that's why he's yeah i haven't seen it since it aired so yeah but uh, do you see what i'm saying like i gave them credit right. for coming up with something that was plausible and then they just were like, man, whatever, we're done. We're done. <laughs> we're just not going <laughs> to. It's sad when a German comic book in a magazine references it more than the television show does. Because there, there was a, there's a, I don't know if you guys saw that uh, orange Dino Charge Ranger comic book. I saw book. that. Yeah. There's a, there was a Beast Morphers one as well. And then they were at a dog show. And it, it, I, didn't, I don't know the trend. <laughs> yeah. Did I, they just like wheel him in a cart the whole time? Like, oh, I don't, wow, I don't, this is great. I only saw a glimpse of it, but I'm like, man, this is sad that we're mentioning it more in a, in a one off comic book that doesn't even matter more than the television show. Yeah. Cruising for bruising, like I, I, I like all the beast X mode stuff, but again, it's just another opportunity where they could have connected that better. Yeah. And then we'll just move on to the blame game. Steel learns the concept of discipline and takes it too far, putting one of the beast morpher rangers in real danger. This is a bad this features the prototype of the beast X King Ultra Bow. Yeah. 
I wasn't a big fan of this one. And while I like that Steel is still dealing with, you know, learning to be human and, and all that stuff and what it means, there was just some contradictory things here because it's like, you know, you have you have Ravi kind of siding at him at one point, like, oh yeah, well that's that's a rule. Rules are rules. And then, you know, a couple episodes later, Ravi's like, these rules, let's go to the Olympics. <laughs> like <laughs> Man. That's, so, we didn't even get to that one, but I thought that was ridiculously out of character for so I mean, no matter who they tried to use it. They could have picked anyone on the team and it would have right. been out of character for him. That was just ridiculous. But yeah, this was kind of funny. Like I thought steel doing it the first two times, it was kind of funny. And then by the end, I'm like, dude, you're just being a dick. Like <laughs> you're just hammering this. Like they, they had him do it too many times. And then the yeah. fact that he's like, Oh, I brought in this package. He's obviously like under a spell or something because he's like, hey guys, <laughs> no expression on his face, like ghost white as a sheet. And like nobody thinks anything of it. And he's like, I don't remember anything and raises no alarms. And then like at the very end, he's like, oh, that's the same thing. So you were under a spell. I'm sorry. And it was like, yeah, maybe you would have figured that out 10 minutes ago, but whatever. <laughs> my, my biggest problem with these three episodes that I noticed and they all dealt with something completely similar was that where the hell is grid battle forces outdoor surveillance system? Like <laughs> we've got, you know, blaze and Roxy, like walking up in a parking lot. They're like right there next to the parking garage entrance. And then like at the side of the building, they've got great internal security because they can spy on whenever, you know, Nate is under a spell spell to figure that out, but no <laughs> yeah. cameras on the outside, no cameras on the, the outside cameras are probably on that tree that, uh, they destroyed. That was I think horrible. Ben and Betty were in charge of outside security. That's the problem. They were supposed to put up the cameras and they never did. It's amazing uh, that we can have so much security for your lunchbox, but we can't have any security outside. <laughs> Hold on. Is this a well-balanced diet? Get out of here with this. <laughs> I guess they're really confident in that one metal detector that they have. Right. <laughs> that seal just walks through no problem. <laughs> yeah. Something interesting to note that the Zord battle footage in this episode was edited so that it was the Chopper Zord, not the Beast X King Zord, destroying the puppet because uh, the Beast X King Zord wasn't developed yet. Huh. So that for the GoBusters footage, they did a little bit of editing for that. So I thought that was cool. That's kind of. Can cool. we talk about the error? Because this first one drives me insane. It's oh, happened yeah. multiple times. Now. Oh, yeah, and they. It's pretty much a note in in, in like every because they both do thing, it. I've Nate seen. and Steel are both just like they slap their wrist and then they jam the key in, and I'm like, no, like okay, <laughs> if you slap the wrist and it makes the phone appear whatever but it's a phone wouldn't you just have that in your pocket like anyone else carries their phone i don't understand i just don't know how that gets past because they like, don't care the, Matt Hunt. The direct, you know they don't care they don't <laughs> that's the actor the director and the line producer and the the director of photography all looking at the same thing and the editor i can honestly just see doesn't care abraham being like hey guys doesn't it work like oh we're just gonna go all right cool we gotta yep. just keep like i would not be surprised if he tries and be like this is wrong and they're just like we gotta go it's almost lunch come on we it was one thing where in the premiere steals flying and you know he kind of slaps his wrist but there's a glow and it's an instant morph so you can't really tell 
But, you know, six episodes in and they're doing this obvious error. And that's the thing. It's inconsistent because sometimes they pull out that gun phone morpher thing and they're good to go. But other times it's just like, boop. Here's the thing. No, No, it's not their morpher. A hundred percent. It's not their morpher. And like I said, it drives me crazy. But the other thing is they don't need keys because there's no toy to put a key in for this gun morpher thing. So why did they even have keys? They should have just, they have the thing. They morph like the Go Busters do. Get, first of all, well, is there a key anywhere to be put in that, Eric? No. Right, I could, exactly. I could put it in the front, but it won't do anything. <laughs> it, it's funny how much they push this key gimmick, and they don't, it's not even being utilized in the toys. And it's not utilized in the show. Yeah. Like, I can understand them not using it in the show and then it being a big thing in the toy line. But the toy line isn't even pushing it anymore. Like, no. like well, wait, what toy line? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Exactly. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, it, okay, it was, oh, it was exciting in the beginning. It's like, okay, they tried to put a gimmick in. Like, that's fun. It unlocks new phrases. Okay, fine. But it got old real fast because it got to the point where, like, every key was the same six phrases. And it was just like, which key was going to give you one of the six? Like, I know they're supposed to be 20 phrases or whatever, but they're all ridiculously similar and it gets really boring after a time. And the fact that they never made gold morpher. Tell that to all the people in the Middle East who have suddenly been commenting on Ranger Command's like toy fair video of the Beast X morpher demonstration because holy crap, I don't know what's going on, but the last <laughs> three weeks I've been getting all these like comments like, wow, looks cool, great, awesome. And I'm like, where were you a year ago? <laughs> They're locked inside now. They were out doing things. <laughs> right. Now they have time to catch up on their Toy Fair coverage. But no, if My... you're listening, I'll tell them, look, the gimmick <clears throat> gets boring after a while. <laughs> My issue with that whole thing with the keys is that it never, outside of the premiere, they never made it integrated into the show's DNA. And that's an issue when huh. you're trying to push. Yeah, I know. When you're trying to push the gimmick as toys that kids are supposed to want to buy, every like Red Ranger key looks exactly the same. The power up key looks the same as, to me at least. It may be not the same, but it looks the same. So why are kids going to want to go out and buy this new thing, especially when there isn't a new toy to use with it? It's, it's silly. Because we have, what, two toys we can use it with? Right. Right. It was funny because, like, it's not an episode that we're talking about, but when the Beast X King debuted, like, I was surprised, and especially, like, the, the Beast X mode, like, I was surprised that they had, like, props, like the Morphex key props again. Yeah. Because I was like, it's been a long time since we saw those, and now suddenly it's a thing. And then the, like, $20 Beast X King Morpher that doesn't even look like the prop on the show. Say, can we talk about how much better it looks on the show than the rectangled lion's head that we got? Silly. I think what bothers me the most is they'll use the GoBusters stuff to transform. Like, they have the visor that plugs into the Morpher. Mm-hmm. But you're never getting that visor as an American fan if you didn't no. buy the Japanese stuff. And there's no connectivity. The visor is just there. There's no presence in the toy line. It's just, we have the visor and we have a key. But why do you have both? Just cut exactly. just cut the visor or cu- cut the key. Yeah, plus, like, we never got the transforming binocular swords or camera gun. Like well, that they don't kept... even use that in the show. Well, not yeah, they don't ever transform them. But then it's right. like, I really wanted one. I really wanted the, because I never got the Go Busters version of the gold morpher gun phone. Never got that. Then I was like, well, I also really want the steering wheel sword. Nope. 
okay, well, what about the briefcase? Nope. Okay, well, I'm out then, I guess. Every toy that I was really hoping <laughs> to just get a cheap American equivalent because I never got the Japanese one, just not happening. Just all cut out. And right now, but we don't even know do if we're get getting nerfed. all the Zords. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we never get a Lion Zord. Because why wasn't it shown at Toy Fair? I'm assuming Unless they, they were, were gonna, a... if they were saving it for San Diego, but now that's not happening. So Right. Yeah, I, I don't even know if we're even getting that. That's why I haven't even picked up any of the Beast Morphers Zords. And, you know, I was really excited when Hasbro did make their own version because I was like, cool, it's not going to have the same, like, clip-busting problem that the Japanese toys had, apparently. Clip-busters! Yeah. Mine are fine, but I just leave them back there and I don't touch them because the clips are pretty... It's only the gorilla. The clips on the gorilla right. are scary. Everything else is fine. Oh, okay. But I was really looking forward to, like, doing the, the Beast Morpher uh, toys. And I, I kind of held off on it for the longest time, like, you know, c- just because the Amazon set was so ridiculous. Like, yeah. I get the price point. Like, they, they made their bed with that price point. But now, if we're not even getting, like, a Beast X King Lion Zord, then I definitely won't collect that line well plus you can't find red or gold anywhere so except meyer (laughs) buy them and mail them to me because that's the only way i got them i've never seen red or gold because they're part of a different case assortment that no store ever got it also bothers me that the amazon set i mean i get it because it's a special set but the fact that the amazon set has paint apps yes the regulars don't and then you're expecting people to buy the regular versions in the store instead of just ordering online to get the better versions of the toys that the same company is releasing is really weird. Honestly, I'm just upset because like Black Friday or whatever, that Amazon set went down to, what was it, like 90 bucks or something? For it, yeah, all it was five something ridiculous. Like if yeah. I had known that was going to happen, I wouldn't have bothered and I would have just bought that because then I would have been like, okay, I'm getting five Zords for 90 bucks. Like, that's a respectable price per Zord. It's like $18, so I'm, like, mm-hmm. more in the, that's what I want to pay. Instead, I paid, like, $30 a piece for less paint, and it was just a nightmare. I'm just, like, I'm over it. Like, I honestly, I really regret buying them. <laughs> like, I have them, but I'm just, like, Because the problem was I got excited when I found the first three, so I bought them right away, and then it got to be such a pain to find red and gold, but then I was, like, three-fifths the way invested in this. I have to finish it. Like at this point, I'm I've gone too far in to come back out. <laughs> I have to just buy red and gold. And I mean, they're okay, but yeah. nothing to write home about. I'm wondering if the Beast X King Zord has any design issues that they're running into besides the whole Corona thing, which is its own miasma. Can we say um, that on this podcast? Can we say that word? <laughs> Do we say? I don't know. Yeah. YouTube will flag you apparently. Probably. Um, yeah, no one's flagging us in the pod in the podcast sphere. Well, um, I have a strong Corona's Ultraman Zero. That's the name of one of his forms. It's strong Corona. <laughs> they just released an action figure for it, and I'm like, I'm not reviewing that. That video is going to get flagged. <laughs> like, sorry guys, if you're looking for a review of that, better look somewhere else. I guess I can't review Operation Overdrive anytime soon. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> the Corona Aurora. <laughs> We're like, wait, what's oh, happening boy. in Illinois? We're like, no, 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 that's not. What we're <laughs> And, you know, I, it's it's kind of sad but that this is happening in their first year. But it, it and granted, I, it doesn't really affect, I guess, most of us. I don't know if you collected the Ryu Soldier stuff, Eric, but it, no. it, it kind of says a lot about, well, 
are they going to do all the Zords for Ryu Soldier? Uh, are we going to have distribution issues again? And it makes me happy that I have all the Ryu Soldier stuff. So I'm like, nope, just got to get the figures and the lightning figures. And I'm pretty much done. And I don't really want to touch anything else that Hasbro's doing just because of the issues we've had. Now, hopefully, when Ryu Soldier comes over here, we'll, I'll, we, I can physically see that these, things, that these problems aren't a thing anymore. And then that'll you know, mm-hmm. dawn hope for the future. But right now, it's like... Yeah, even if I wanted to double dip, I don't want to double dip. It's kind of funny because like, I've had this weird mix with collecting Zords because some years I'll collect the Sentai version and some years I'll collect, the, at the time, the Bandai version. And I lucked out because when Dino Charge was hitting... I was like, you know, I didn't collect any of the Kiruger stuff except for like the deluxe sets for the Zudenchi. Right. But then it just happened that Bandai had a great year and those Dino Charge Zords were amazing. I collected every single one of those and I'm glad that I did. But then, you know, Ninja Steel happened and they switched to like, you know, foam crap and you have to buy different Zords just for one thing. And I'm like, well, I'm glad I got all the Ninja stuff. <laughs> Yeah. I honestly don't think I bought like anything. The only thing I bought out of the Ninja was the five inch action figures. That was it. Like there's literally not in buy any role play stuff. I didn't buy any Zords. And yeah. I, that was the smartest decision I ever made. If I'm going to collect something, I want the whole line. You know yeah. what I mean? At this point I say, just wait. And when that Amazon set gets clearance, just pick it up for like 50 bucks. Yeah. That'll be worth yeah. it. Otherwise forget yeah. it. <laughs> What's really crazy to me though, is like that's an entire year, maybe more than a year where there's no new Zords released in stores right and that's the bread and butter of the power rangers toy line even despite like the whole corona thing the fact is we still haven't had zords in a year matt like you right. said that's i mean they plan this stuff months that's in that's crazy to me like i i know yeah. i know things were rushed because of the changeover and we had the delay but the show was shot over you know a, a year, year and a half's time you assume that they were developing the toys since they bought the property if not before then assuming they had designs and stuff from Bandai America, maybe that carried over or, or whatever. If they were really having a lot of problems, I get not wanting to repeat the mistakes that GoBusters did with the clips. But I feel like with as few Zords as there are to release, they probably should have had everything good to go design-wise within that first year, I would think. Mm-hmm. I just checked that. That Megazord set is $140 still on Amazon. That's crazy to me. That is insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're five Zords at $30 a piece, so it's actually cheaper than... The, <laughs> the problem is that they shouldn't all be $30 a piece, but what I... And I've said this before. I envision they said, okay, we'll do these at 20 and these at 30 or these at 30 and these at 25 whatever the case. And then they went to Target, and they're like, we'll barely give you one spot on the shelf, let alone two. And so they're just like, okay, now they're all 30 because we have to put them all in the same shelf spot. So that's why they're two. That's my guess as to why they're two uh, separate case assortments. Because obviously, red and gold happen, and the other three happen. Because I've seen tons of cases of just the first three. So for whatever reason, those cases of the first three came, sat on the shelf forever. So they never ordered more. So red and gold never happened. That's my guess. I have nothing to back that up, but I feel like it makes sense. And it's why I think no one ever saw red and gold because. First of all, Target's like the only store that had them. Walmart didn't even go in on the Zords. And Toys R Us is gone. <laughs> so what you're saying, Chris, is we need to go to the, the Hasbro warehouse down the street from my house, get all the red and gold Zords that are sitting in there, sell them on eBay, profit. 
What I'm saying is Hasbro <laughs> needs to start selling everything on their website instead of just what they deem collector grade. Because back when they had Hasbro Toy Shop and they sold everything, it was great. I mean, they do have like an eBay store for Hasbro Toy Shop and it has some things on there. But as much as I love Pulse, I feel like they need to open it up. They need to include Power Ranger, right. Beast Morphers. They need to include Cyberverse. They have these other properties. Well, I should say lines for properties that they're just not, for whatever reason, selling on their website. And I don't understand why they're limiting it. Give me a reason to use my Hasbro Pulse yeah. subscription exclusive. It would be one thing if they had like, oh, they're like, okay, well, for your... For those needs, go to Amazon. We've partnered with Amazon. Amazon's going to have crazy stock of all this stuff, but they just don't really. Like, right. with the Beast Morpher action figures, Amazon's very hit or miss. Like, you might find the first couple, like the the Beast X modes, but then it's like trying to find Vargoyle or Yellow. That case refresh is impossible. You know what I mean? They're just not getting around. And again, it could be you know, the, the way the world is right now and factory delays and all that stuff, and I get that. But it just seems weird to me that you make 10 products, you're only going to sell six of them on your website. Why? Sell all 10. <laughs> don't you, you make them because you want to sell them, right? Make them, sell them everywhere. I don't get it. Remember when this was an episode discussion? Yep. <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> well, that just tells you how much episode there is to talk about. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, that's true. This is, uh, this is very telling. Okay, so <laughs> overall, I've feel pretty much the same this wasn't the best batch of the nine episodes that we got of this first half it, it wasn't the best but i'm still trying to hold out hope for you know those rumors of like dr k and some kind of rpm thing and the crossover and you know matt that that podcast today with jason gave me a little bit of glimmer of yeah, hope, little hope. <laughs> so i mean is his nba up if you start telling secrets yet <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I guess, I guess not. Cause he would have, he was very candid during the interview. So like he, he basically said, ask me what you want to ask me, but I might just deflect if I can't answer. So I right. know what not to ask him. If the second half of this season is amazing and it has all this lore, these lore drops right. and things, I'll be fine that the first half was a little bit blah, but if we get like two episodes that are great. And then seven that are just more of this than I don't know. You know, like, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. I'm excited, but I'm I'm also yeah, not. I'm not right there with you. Like, I don't hate these. I just, like, I watch them and I go, okay, that happened. And I move that, on. That was it. They're very yep. forgettable. Like, I'm not upset. I'm not like, oh, this is garbage. I'm just like, oh, okay. And then I just, you know, it, it goes like in one ear and out the other. I instantly forget. It's just not <laughs> right. that. I'm not regretting that I watched them. I just, I. Yeah, you're not right. excited to watch the next one. Yeah, exactly. I just hope this isn't an issue like back at PMC, two, two PMCs ago when, when Chip was like, these are going to be the best episodes of Power Rangers ever. And then, oh, God. And then they yeah. weren't. Then <laughs> they really weren't. <laughs> well, don't worry. There won't be any more PMCs for that to happen. So don't worry. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> it's sad, but true. Oh, boy. Okay, before we get into that, for our Ranger Nation answers, we asked, what are your thoughts now that we are up to the hiatus for season two of Beast Morphers? Favorite moments? Criticisms? So on Twitter, uh, Ken Glenn at the Ken Glenn said, I don't think season two has had many enjoyable moments so far. Sort of feels like it's meandering around until the team up. Until the mid-season finale, it's felt like random episodes that don't build toward anything or resolve anything that's fair so chris at toku chris who is this joker uh 
He's <laughs> this season has yet to deliver anything that sticks out. Roxy and Blaze are always fun, but there hasn't been a okay, that was amazing moment. It's just waiting for the team ups. The only reason people watch is to see if there's a hint before it like S N S oh, is that supposed to be Super Ninja Steel? Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah, they're all So there was a tease at the at the team up in Super Ninja Steel. Like those couple episodes before. Right, right, right. Ranger Chronicles podcast at Ranger Cronpod said so far the show has has been fun. Can't complain much other than to wonder where the good Blaze and Roxy have disappeared to. They haven't even been mentioned since their robo doubles were created. It's the hair dye. That's what, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. They're not paying to, or like wigs back and forth. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Tyler Waldman at RSF. I think the show is overly serialized. I love continuity and sometimes it works great. But expecting us to remember a character from 10 or so ep- episodes ago is a real ask, especially with no last time on real. I think the morals are repetitive and sometimes ham-fisted. So he went in the complete opposite of what we've been saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you asked too much, Power Rangers. We're all like, what, really? Well, I guess I guess what he's saying is because they're not looping those characters in on a, a weekly basis. Like, Megan, mm. Megan was great to have Megan back, but... You know, if you miss that one episode as a kid, you're asking yourself, right. who's Megan? And I will say, when they did bring her back, I didn't recognize her immediately. I'm like, wait, didn't we fire this chick? And I'm like, why did she? <laughs> <laughs> like, there was enough there to spark memory, but I wasn't like, what was her story again? So I watched the episode she debuted in before that episode where she came back. And... I was like, why did they forgive her so quickly? Because she was an absolute B to Nate. And, mm-hmm. you know, thankfully he was, you know, he wa- his reaction was justified at the beginning of, you know, her return <laughs> episode. But then by the end of then by the end of it, they're all hugging each other. It's like, I, I mean, that's Power Rangers for the- you. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, I know. she did like kind of beg them a little bit. Like, at least she was like, "Look, I'm really sorry." But we didn't know? see the change in her character. It was just like, I, oop, I was horrible, yeah. and then I know I was horrible. Please forgive me. Just like again, one episode in between there, where maybe they deal with her a little bit more. Yeah, but, or, yeah. or like we were saying about having that person like behind the scenes, like, and the Rangers don't even know that they that they assisted them. Have that be Megan, and then she could use that. And be like, oh, by the way, do you remember this time? Yeah, that was me helping you out because I felt so guilty, and then kind of use that as a look. I'm trying to I'm trying to be a better yeah. person, kind of thing. Although I will say it gave me one of my favorite uh, reads from Abraham where he's like, did you put the firewall on? You didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Edward Sanchez at Edward is the man said my favorite moments in season two so far is the mid season finale and episode seven. And I'm looking forward to the second half of season two. More phenomenal. Uh, Eric T. Spandex (laughs) Rose. Wait, spand, spandex rose? Yes. Spandex T rose. Okay. Need more regular Roxy and Blaze. This guy gets it. I wish there was an episode <laughs> about the two feeling some sort of resentment for being replaced, especially Blaze, who was a jerk but is now suddenly friendly with Devin. Maybe an episode where the robo versions disguise themselves as the real ones. I like all of that. Let's do right? all of that right there. Eric T. Rose, <laughs> you're hired. Yes. Get in the writer's room, Eric. <laughs> Um, okay. Not you, Eric. <laughs> now we have two Eric's replacing each other. The storylines continue. <laughs> it's more interesting than Beast Morphers. Stay at home. 
Jerusalem <laughs> Garcia. I hope I pronounced your name right. At Lulubug Cosplay. Um, I don't have cable, so I'm behind. That's fair. Um, but from what I've heard, we need more civilian Bloxy. Hashtag Bloxy. Nice. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> like um, two questions I want answered. What's Roxy's last name? The big questions. Are her and Aunt Regina related to Wes and Alex, or was that Collins thing just another accident like Kendall sharing a last name with Kendricks? I'm going to go with that's just an accident, just like there's two mics in Power Rangers. Yeah. Yeah, you can't have more than one mic. Because a lot of people were saying that they're like, oh, she's related to to Wes and Jen. She's Wes and Jen's daughter. And I was like... Really? Where does it say that's that? That's a leap. Yeah. <laughs> well, let, and it was well, like... Let's let's just wait for the Time Force comic to come out whenever that comes out. Yeah, yeah. And oh, because that's what that's oh, gonna no. be. You hurt me. There. So, also, this is the first time I ever heard that Kendricks and Kendall shared a last name. That is news to me, and it shows you how much I don't pay attention to things like that. <laughs> it is a a choice to to make her name Collins. They made a choice. Whether or not that was them making the choice. Right. Especially not, since he question. was on like two seasons ago, you know, especially since they brought him back. Right. And it's like another mega corporation that has a column at the, the head are of these it. The, so are yeah. these the deep cuts that they were talking about? Like, Ooh, <laughs> well, the thing is Super like deep. back in time Force, the name of his business was like bio lab. It was like the most drab <laughs> mundane thing you could possibly think of. So I, I'm going to go on. Facebook. They decided to just rename it to like Collins incorporate or something. It wouldn't really surprise me. I'm going to go on Facebook and type in Collins and see how many Collins there are and be like, okay, yeah. It could be any. Like, isn't Kendall's last name Morgan? Like that's another ridiculously yes. common name. So, yeah. Like I don't really. Think and it's... and like Delgado for Z and yeah. Just wait, uh, wait, just wait until somebody face? has Smith as a last name. Oh boy. It's... Oh, oh no. Uh, so I don't. Co- co- but also, Aunt Regina was. Um, Aunt Regina <laughs> was was. Um, oh, I've been watching Elsa it all week. from Dino Elsa, Thunder. Thank you. I'm like I, I've been watching it all week. I can't come up with her name. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. So really, Mezagog is everyone's grandfather. I think we solved it, guys. I think we solved it. <laughs> I mean, I think that's it. Dino yeah. DNA, man. Grandpa Mezzy. <laughs> Grampy Mezzy. At Kothuboy21 says, if we compare these first eight episodes to season one's first eight episodes, season one is better so far. Less filler, less pointless Ben and Betty moments, and it was interesting to watch. I would agree with that. Ben and Betty weren't even in the one before the last one, so... No, because I, it was filmed at the end, right? Yeah. yeah. It's replacing a holiday special, which actually I'm, I'm in favor of. Give me more of those types. Right. Yeah. yeah. Patrick Ketchup Spider at Catch1791 said, So far, my biggest issue with Beast Morphers as whole is tone. It's a government-run organization like Operation Lightspeed, SPD and Ranger Operator Series Project, but it doesn't feel like it. They're far too casual for those who they work for and the like. And in response, Anton Davis at Anton Davis 32 said, plus some of the rules make no sense and why certain people who are hired that should be fired, but hey, nepotism. <laughs> like Ben and Ben. <laughs> I think nepotism is fine. I would say that the... Some of the that's world, a real world issue. Real, yeah, <laughs> the the whole ranger candidate rangers thing would be fine if that didn't happen every other season of Power Rangers, and we're not, you know, they're not really pointing to what the rule stems from. And it's not, it's not right. employees can date can't date employees. It's rangers can't date rangers, which is a very specific. Yes. Yeah, it's rule. like manufactured conflict. It doesn't even make right. sense. 
The other thing is, I'm assuming Ben and Betty are adopted, because like, of course they are. Well, Come on. Plus, I saw <laughs> that's the joke. I know, but I'm saying I saw uh, their dad. He's trying to buy uh, storm chargers over on Nin- on Ninja Storm. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's, he's the actor. Oh yeah. Oh no, kidding. Yeah, that's it was right. an episode of Ninja Storm where this guy shows up and he wants to buy the store they all work at, and I'm like. Damn, that guy looks familiar. And then I looked it up and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> now, did, now, that's the thing. Did he have uh, a New Zealand accent or did they voice him over uh, too? No, I think In he ADR. Was... Oh, dude, some of those. I, I always so go back bad. to Ranger Kid from Dino Thunder. Hey, lady. Oh, and I'm just like, why did they? Hey, lady. Like, okay, he had a New Zealand accent, but I'm like, how bad was this kid's voice that they're like, you know what's a better take? <laughs> An old woman. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it really comes through with uh, Connor and Dino Thunder sometimes. It slips a lot with yeah, him. Yeah, it does. It's fun. All right, moving on. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> moving on. I lost my place. Deformed common Rider build. Oh, no, what happened to build? At Norakai Pie. <laughs> season two is fine so far. A problem I have with it a bit is that, well, for me, they didn't build up their super forms, really, and they just bought it out like another episode. I mean, I feel like... Season two was more episodic than season one in a way, but that's just my opinion. It's fair. Mordo at Mordo underscore 10 says season two doesn't feel as good as season one, but that's just my opinion. And guys, we get it. Like, this is all our opinions. <laughs> yeah. like, if you don't write it to your I, opinion at the end, I assume these are facts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just I think people get so defensive. Like, they have to just say that. Like, yeah, well, guys, don't get mad at me. It's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I have to, I have to get out in front of guys. this. It's your Twitter account, so we're going to assume it's your opinion. And they're also not, yeah. not saying anything too controversial either. They're saying they like season one better than season two. They're like, two. it's okay. Don't kill me. <laughs> I just uh, someone like one word just be like, I hate it. <laughs> like, <yep>. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that guy? We'll, we'll get there. Uh, George Weiss at Geo10050. When Devin finally figures out that his dad and Evox share the same body. That's a weird statement to make. I guess... I mean, that happened. That ha- yeah, did it. You have to watch the last episode of this. Oh, <laughs> spoilers! <laughs> <laughs> but he phrased that as like a meme. Like when, when Devin finally figures out that his dad and Ewok share the same. My box. favorite though was that clip dun, dun, dun. the other week when the line went haywire in the introduction, and they're just like, "We don't know what's happening," and then it just cuts to the mayor, and he's just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> "Oh, oh, I forgot to mention this. I forgot to mention this." I actually thought it was really funny in that Artist Anonymous episode when Evox starts laughing maniacally as the mayor, like a super over-the-top villain, and then Kelson as the monster starts joining in on that laughter, and then like Evox mayor like shoots him this look like, what the f*** are you doing? This is my, <laughs> this I, is my I, evil I. laugh. And to me, that's a little bit more funny than... I get it. Evox is ridiculously a horrible villain and it's just so the over the top, like, <laughs> but I like that they poked fun at that with that little scene. It was something I noticed and I'm like, that's pretty funny. Nice. Absolutely. Susan W. Graham at Starlina seven up said, I like it thus far. Jumbie at Jumbalaya 23 said bland, boring, forgettable. They need to spend less time on pointless Ben and Benny antics and focus more on the main characters. Also, Evox is an awful villain. There you go. Jumbie's got balls. (laughs) (laughs) Put it right on front street. Boring. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dustin Phillips at Sonic Blue Ranger says, 
uh, in stark contrast says, I like it. It's fun. That's why I watch Power Rangers. <laughs> and, uh, Mr. CD at Mr. Chain Dragon. It was a lot of wheel spinning, but since it looks like it's done tying up loose ends from season one, season two can hopefully drop the slice of life storytelling and delve more into the plot. Over on Facebook, Midwest Tokusatsu said, I feel like it's been a bit of a dip from last year. I want to give this season a pass because it's kind of a transitional period, but it seems like next year's season won't be any different due to the fact that they're going to be incorporating the comedic duo again. Again, sides. <laughs> yeah. Can't really take that for anything. Yeah. I'm sure I'll say this wrong. Emmanuel Cobian? We'll go with that. Yeah. Not bad. It does feel slow, though. Over on Instagram, we have a, a novel. Um, I was going to say. <laughs> there's a reason we stopped doing this on RRR. Um, Scott Sandler, 94. Scott Sandler, 94, says the, uh, this first part of the season is in a weird position where it takes its time. But there but there hasn't been that great of a great of leaps in character exploration and development. Welcome to the Neo Saban era. Cruising for a bruising might be the best episode so far, but I'm not sure how faint of praise that is. Blaze and Roxy have seemingly been non-entities since Save Our Shores, though their doppelgangers still shine. Ben and Betty haven't been all that useful. Ravi being so eager to neglect his duties in Boxed In still still rubs the wrong way. Also, I was under the impression that Evox possessed Mayor Daniels, but now it's it's set up like Mayor Daniels has been taken and Evox is just using Mayor Daniels' image. It's a bit confusing. Lastly, it's kind of weird to see the see Power Rangers going normal hiatus in the exact same weekend as it did last year, but have a significant amount of network primetime shows go on the off their off season hiatus early because of the pandemic shutting down production prematurely. I didn't even know. Welcome to Hiatus Town. Yeah. Uh, my name is Sean. Says season two has been off to a really good start. Storytelling has been great. I could go without Bed and Betty bookending every episode, but overall, there have been way less misses this time than in last season. I appreciate the mid-season cliffhanger, the power-ups, the Beast X Kingsword, the Pan Global Games, and the relationships with the team. Blaze and Roxy also seem more determined and focused this season as well. It's been a real fun ride so far, and I can't wait for the team up. Jannings uh, 863509 uh, replied to both of them and said, at least there's no farting from Ben and Betty so far after we kept getting it from Victor Armonti. But we probably hope that this comedic duo in the Resolger adaptation isn't another Victor Armani. And then uh, Sean responded to him and said, they're fine. And they play a role in the plot even better, but they get way too much focus and necessary for the uh, lack of overall involvement in the series. And I agree with that. So it's been awesome having you guys on. Thanks for having us. And I want to give you each a chance to plug your own uh, projects. So Matt, we'll uh, start with you first. Yeah. Uh, So you guys can catch me uh, at the real Matt hunt on Twitter. uh, Always posting those uh, Sentai and Rider rumors information. And uh, as we brought up before uh, our podcast, uh, the nothing podcast with nobody important uh, just interviewed Jason Bischoff. Uh, you can find us on iTunes and Switcher and, and all those other uh, Stitcher and all those places that uh, podcasts live. So real quick, awesome. do your guests take offense to the fact that your podcast says that they're not important? <laughs> no. So the our podcast sets it up as we are nobodies uh, and the guest is somebody that we're interviewing because we're uh, no names. Um, basically, the the conceit is that we're trying to bring in everybody uh, on the same level. So you know, we we interview longshoremen 
but we also interview actors. We you, we're trying to get everybody's uh, life. Oh, okay. Story, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, you know, we we interviewed a guy who owns a deli, like that kind of kind nice. of, kind of stuff. We find interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. All right, uh, Chris. Okay, I'll leave the streets for Kevin. Personally, myself, I have a YouTube channel, Long's Toys. You can it's youtube.com slash Long's Toys. Uh, I also have a podcast, Geek Each Week, which I do with Collector Shuki. At this point, it's more like Geek by Monthly, if we're lucky, we'll be honest. Um, <laughs> but you can check that out at Geek Each Week on Twitter, or you can look it up wherever you find podcasts. Let's see. It's at Geek Each Week on Twitter. I'm at CLong83 on Twitter. That's pretty much it, I guess. Okay. And then Kevin. You can find me on Twitter at KyotoZo93, and you can catch uh, Chris, myself, and all the other RR guys every uh, Friday night, uh, 7 p.m. Pacific, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern uh, on RRR The Streets, and that is RR at RRR The Streets, and we're on YouTube, so you can uh, find us there, and you can join our Discord and hang out and have a good time with us, and we probably won't moderate it, so <laughs> have fun. The show is live every Friday night, so you can come and watch it live and, and talk in the comments, and it's interactive, so yes. that is, it's RRR Infinity is the name of the YouTube channel. So Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's Friday, right. 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 and- p.m. Western. And I'm going to go ahead and pimp out our breakdown, boys. We have a new show that just started pretty recently with the start, of Kira, with the start of Kira Major. It's called RRR The Breakdown, and I believe that's at RRR The Breakdown on Twitter. Uh, yes, at RRR Breakdown. Um, and it's uh, a couple of our uh, longtime fans creating a, another another iteration of RRR, and they break down uh, that week's Toku shows and uh, have some long-form discussion. And that's our pre-show. So uh, you can come join us for both our shows every Friday. Yeah, they nice. start at 4 p.m. Pacific, Pacific 7 yes. p.m. Eastern. Yeah. Yes. And they try to finish like an hour and a half hour before our show. Oh, that sounds cool. You got your Friday night Power Rangers block, especially when Ranger <laughs> Liz does her stuff. Yeah, Liz usually waits till our show starts and then poaches all of our fans because she's more popular. But uh, I love you, Liz. All right. Well, once again, thank you, Matt, Kevin, Chris. Uh, this has been awesome, and love to have you on again sooner than two years or one year. Or... <laughs> hey, with this, with all this going on, you know where to find me. I'm, I'm Jamie. Oh, we're we're readily available. But hey, I was not on too long ago. I was trashing. Uh, yeah, on the grid. So it wasn't that long ago. Oh, right. <laughs> Lucky you got the trash beyond the grid. You know it. <laughs> All right. So Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, you can email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. We're on Twitter at rangercommandph and on Instagram and Facebook at rangercommandpowerhour, all one word. And until our next episode, we'll catch you next time. See ya. Bye. 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 Chris, I like how you waved even though we're not live. I like, know. Why oh. did I? <laughs> I know no one could see. Why did I wave? <laughs> I'm, yeah. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphin Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at Ranger Command PH. Like us on Facebook and Instagram at Ranger Command Power Hour. Ranger Command is also on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. 
Thanks for listening.